Alright guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce this week's part one. We've got our good friend Stuart Clatt-Lewis from the Premium Blend Radio Show once again joining us uh, to co-host the show as we rock the lockdown. And this week we have got our friends from Prism Tape Philosophy uh, with us. Not live in the studio as originally planned because of the lockdown, because of the coronavirus. But we've got three out of the seven of them on the line, on a Skype call, which didn't fail and actually worked for once, with more than two or three people on the line. Uh, And we had a really good chat. We talked all about improvising, uh, playing live on stage, writing tunes, or not writing tunes, uh, and all that kind of cool stuff. And they're really good fun. Um, So we did that. Then we played some awesome music. And we've got part two coming up. We're going to play some uh, even there. We're going to play even more awesome music. I'm not going to edit that because I've already done this take about five times. So you're going to have a bit of a mistake in there and you're going to deal with it because it's sad and it doesn't matter we're rocking the lockdown enjoy this um, fantastic part one and we'll see you again in part two cheers guys wait a minute this sounds like rock and or roll I just looked out there and there's puddles of water all over the freaking stage <laughs> yeah well look I don't want to lie to you boys uh, six days a week the place is a hockey rink yeah well this is a rock concert not the bleeding Splish Splash Show. Right on, and welcome to New York Saturday. Just a little bit behind, we do apologize for that. So, uh, welcome to the show. It's myself, Dr. Bones, the Doc of Rock, Mike Five, the guitarist that we wish they were, and of course, Stu Eastbourne Clack, who is our special guest host from Premium Blend Radio Show. Welcome, guys. Dr. Bones, how are you? Uh, very well. I've actually had a relaxing week off, so it's been pretty nice. Nice. That sounds like the dream, and it sounds like you're living it, mate. <laughs> kind of, sort of, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I uh, tidied uh, the entire downstairs of my house today, and I feel like I've done a full workout, to be honest. You know, I did not realise how much crap we have in the house, uh, or we don't anymore, uh, so that was pretty exciting. Uh, and we listened to loads of music, so it's loosely tied into the show. It's not just a random anecdote, but, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. It was all right. And we've got Stu with us again. Good evening. How are you all doing? Good, Stu. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, a bit, a bit tired today because I've been working on this week's show and it's been a bit of a beast this week uh, as it's all back to normal again. And I've got a massive interview lined up for Thursday. Uh, well, obviously, I can't announce <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm doing the interview tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it's a big one and it's... um. Uh, for any uh, UK musician, it's um, yeah, they need to be listening to it really, uh, so it could benefit them. Uh, that's all I can really say at this point. But yeah, apart from that, I'm all tickety boo. Right on. Well, I want to welcome uh, our guests, plural, literally plural. Um, initially, before everything kind of happened, uh, this is going to be announced interview. But I want to welcome to the show uh, three members of a big group called Prism Take Philosophy. So let's welcome Howie Zowie, Shane Wilcox, and Brian Bullishron. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, hey everyone. Thanks for having us. Very well. So first question, because I went to see you uh, see you guys the last time you played. And um, just for those who don't know, uh, I think, Howie, I guess this is a uh, question is, is more suited to you. Um, explain what Prism Taste Philosophy is and how, how it kind of came about. Well, I had a, a worldwide uh, internet project a few years ago called Chainmail. And... Uh, Doing chainmail, I would record a demo and send it all around the world to friends and uh, 
musicians that you know that I met on the road, and we would add to it, and I would take it back and mix it. And I released a record um, as Chainmail, and when I moved to Canada, I started doing uh, Chainmail projects with local musicians for different charity projects. And uh, Kevin uh, Carmen and Brent Jones came in on that. And that morphed into a project called Dervish State, which was when we got asked to uh, write a score for a play. And Ann Monez and uh, Brian Belargian came in, as well as our original drummer, Gord. Mm-hmm. And we kept talking about let's do this, uh, let's do this for real. Let's go play. And everybody hemmed and hawed and said it would be too difficult to do the improvisational music that we did, because one of the rules of presentation philosophy is we don't speak a word about what we're going to play ever. Right. We we walk on the stage. And generally, I start making some noises on the theremin <laughs> and guitar, and I wait till somebody grabs a hold of that, and then two or three more people grab a hold of what that person ran with. And then next thing you know, we're a seven-piece band that's like a hurricane. And somehow we like straddle like, death and destruction and chaos and utter disaster and stay on our feet and land on our feet every time. And we're always as blown away as the audience. But when we were doing these recordings in this way, where you can do it without anybody watching you and anybody judging you, it was pretty simple and people were pretty scared. And uh, I got asked to play theremin at a festival to raise money for a uh, uh, homeless relief and I had initially asked uh, Nicholas uh, Ely and or Nicholas Eli and Emmanez to do that with me and they said well we don't have time to get ready um, and so I asked Brent Jones and Kevin Carmen if they would do it they said yes and then Anne uh, well Gord, the drummer from Derber State, said, I want to do it. And Anne said, oh, well, this is like Derber State. I want to play bass. So Anne came back in, and then we asked Brian to come, and he said yes. And uh, for a while, we had a violin player. Um, Sean was our violin player, but he's left. And Gord had to go back to work. He had been on leave from work, so he was free to be an artist, but it was time to go back to business. So he left. And we brought the original or the original person I asked, Nick, in. Right. And uh, so now we're a seven-piece band. So we're a full improvisational, literally painting with with sonics on a uh, imaginary uh, tapestry, if you will, live in front of a, of an audience. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, you know what. Um... Just like I said, the show was awesome, and I did tell Mike about it the, the following week on uh, NMS. But uh, um, when uh, we had Shane on, actually not too long ago, and talking about uh, music by Tato, which is awesome, and because he's part of that as well, and uh, just just watching all you guys kind of literally groove together was something else. Just to see it live, hearing it's one thing, but seeing it live is a complete different surreal experience. 
it I think I think both other guys on here will agree that it's, it's surreal for us. It is for everybody else. It, it's elevating. It really is. Like afterwards, it, it's like the audience is like, "What just happened?" <laughs> We're like, "What just happened? It just happened," you know. So, and that, it's just a really a magical vibe when when you get seven super talented musicians all uh, vibing together, right? Oh man, absolutely. And um, uh, obviously, uh, Mike is no stranger to you, Shane, as well as uh, Nick and Ann from Nimway and other past bands as well. So. We kind of we kind of know what we're in for uh, a further aspect in your contribution to, to this uh, whole project, which we've been loving so far. So that being said, uh, I'm gonna uh, pass the 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 proverbial mic to Mike. So Mike, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> the mic to Mike. I feel like um, uh, thank you for that because I was just listening and fascinated. I wasn't gonna ask any questions. I was just gonna like listen like a listener. Then I realised I'm supposed to be doing the show with really. you. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that. Um, I don't know who, who the question is aimed at. I find this fascinating. We've got so many people. I mean, I guess this is what Skype's designed for. We've never successfully done anything like this on the show, and it's working. So fingers crossed it keeps working. Um, my, I'm really fascinated because I just sit at home and jam with myself, and that's quite difficult sometimes, you know, staying in time. on you know, With one person, it's hard enough, and you've got like seven, uh, and then you're making it up as well. So... Or improvising, sorry, improvising, which is a very different skill than just making it up. Um, but but my question is, do you find that you come back to things? Do you find that there are things where four or five shows you're like, oh, actually, we did that in different ways, and that becomes a thing now? Like, or is it all who knows what will happen, and it's always different? How, how what's the sort of how's that work? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's always there's only so many kind of melody structures and combinations, and you and you do tend to get into certain um, signature uh, key ranges and whatnot. For the most part, it's all organic and and yeah, I don't know, Brian. Brian, you have any uh, any fill in on this idea? Yeah, I I kind of think that if you um if you're just kind of improvising by yourself, you kind of yeah. notice that sometimes something worked once so you might do it again but i don't think it's much different than that and uh i don't know i I feel like from jam to jam is just because you have seven different people and if they're all experiencing um like i don't think we all experience that same sort of remembering this worked together that every time it's always going to be different if that makes sense yeah 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 i I mean honestly I think you could sit down and listen to. We've recorded about ninety percent of of everything we've ever played. Oh wow! Uh, if not better, and um, I I would dare say you're not going to find any repetition. Like that's and, and and typically even when you when you have an improvisational band like let's say Fish, for example, or the Grateful Dead, right? Uh, Osric Tentacles. Um, those guys do walk off stage. They listen back to the show. They talk about what worked. They talked about why it worked and what they thought about it. And, and the drummer really thinks they should do that groove again and blah, 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 blah. And you do get these little pods, you know, these building blocks that you right. go to and you throw down. But we, we, don't, we don't do that. that. That's the thing. We don't say... Uh, we don't talk about what key it's going to be in, what the tempo is going to be, you know, anything. 
like now we've never spoken more than you want some of this before <laughs> we walk on a stage. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I find that fascinating and amazing and, and just brilliant. You must all be extremely talented. Um, <clears throat> my, my other question then is, and this is kind of, you know, individually, do any of you ever get up there and go, shit, I can't think of anything to do to this? <laughs> and do you ever like, are you ever silent and listening to, you know, five or six of the others and go, I don't know what to do? Like, or does that even worry you? Because that would, you know, that would scare the crap out of me. But <laughs> Yeah, um, like there's a lot of dynamics about being in a seven-piece band. Like if everyone is playing 100% of the time, you would have just a lot of sound. And sometimes you it's it you you have to recognize that for this little section I need to back off let it let it uh, let it breathe a bit right so if you don't have an idea best thing to do is just sit out for a bit or be loud it doesn't really matter <laughs> I've got no ideas but if I play this really loudly everyone will follow me fumble <laughs> a little bit but then you find your balance again and and get back into the groove right so it's kind of like a an exciting uh, mishmash of organized chaos. Well, you know, with with Ann and Nick as our rhythm section, I mean, for one thing, God bless them because oh. they get they get put through hell because they're <laughs> playing for like forty five minutes or an hour, like nonstop, and it's their job to just figure it out and and keep a baseline for us for everything else that's going on. Yeah, right. And they're insane. I mean, um, Nick's meter is is sick. I've been around a lot of really good drummers, and Anne is our secret weapon as a bassist. She is a badass on bass. I've listened to her tracks, and and there's like never a mistake. Her her timing is impeccable. I've looked at like five different takes of the same baseline and she doesn't deviate. The waveforms are indistinguishable from each other. It's absolute insanity. She's really good. And um, Brian has really good sensibilities arrangement wise where he needs to be and not be, um, you know, within what's happening on stage. He's really good about saying somebody needs to step out front and, and, and take this somewhere, which he does. He turns into like Superman front man whenever it's like the right time and place. And uh, I have the luxury of being able to step back and kind of watch the band blow sometimes. And that's fucking blast. Nice. Well, man, um, this, uh, this is, this is for Brian actually, because um when I was doing the, the, the NMS promo video, I forgot and Kimberly told me like hours ago that the last name was Belligerent, but because I was thinking of your, your Skype name, I was like, Well, we're gonna get Brian to manage. It's like and then Kim messaged me goes, Well, it's last name's Belligerent, not Domestic. I know, I'm so sorry, I just I the Skype name popped in my head, not the actual last name. So Brian, the way she described you was as as a uh, sexy saxophone player, and we all know the Simpsons saxophone, saxophone, saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> so man, how was your contribution? How do you get involved in this? Like, what's your kind of twist on it for your for your playing? Um, sorry, a twist as in like um, well, just, what am I? Just what comes to you? Like, like what are you thinking? Are you thinking jazz, blues? Like, what kind of style are you playing? Are you trying to kind of? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, as far as like influences, I you could say that I'm, I'm very heavily influenced by jazz for sure. Um, yeah, 
and then but also in the last like five years i've been really digging into soul so a lot of jazz and soul coming into it but yeah every member has a different a different musical background and everything so we all come together and add it's like every player has a different genre that we're mashing together right and uh mike and i talked about talked about this before but one thing uh at least i've said is uh a lot of bands such as yourselves like it's it's the perfect mix of so many different genres, but you make it work, and that's the cool part about it. Because it, despite what people think, it's not an easy thing by any means. Especially when you're matching seven different genres and just jamming it out, it just sounds literally gold. Like that that that's a defeat in itself. Yeah, we have all ranges. Yeah, like pretty much all over the map for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah, classic rock to uh, drum and bass and techno to. Uh, reggae and jazz and yeah. Uh, now, uh, Stu, you're up, buddy. <laughs> Stu, you still there, buddy? Oh, yeah, I'm still. Hang on. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you're up, man. You have a question, Stu? Are you ready to go here? What? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm here. Sorry, technical issue. Okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, so basically, with improvisation, it's uh, it was all reliant on uh, you all hooking in together with each other's music. Uh, and I know it's obviously very difficult, but does sometimes does it not work? And what happens when that happens? If it does happen, I think uh, it, it, there is moments like I was saying earlier where we do sort of stumble a little bit, um, it gets a bit loose, but everybody's sort of experienced enough to know to just let it breathe. Eventually, like usually Brian or our lead guitarist Kevin um, will usually take a bit of a lead melody and everybody sort of follows suit with that. Or like everybody's very proficient at kind of finding space. Nick is, Nick is amazing at leading off with a beat. And then as Howie was saying, Ann will start dropping in some fat bass and, and it's on from there again, you know. So do you find uh, yourselves being better musicians by doing it as improvisation? Is it something that makes a better musician by being on your toes all the time? For, for, for me, um, for me, yeah, because I mean, I'm used to playing synch- syncopated beats a lot of the time. So I play a lot more analog kind of uh, free flow, which is really sort of helped evolve a lot of my personal production. I still don't understand like how your workflow works, Shane. Just the, the nature of, because um, you're, you're doing stuff that's electronic. And when I think of electronic music, it's always like you've got some kind of synthesizer and it's synced to a particular tempo and everything. But then you've got an acoustic drummer at the same time in this band. Um, I, I, I'm curious about that. I, I don't know if the audience is. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, I, I don't sequence most of the time I don't sequence anything. It's just all playing it live, right? Because it's it is. It's it's everything is kind of on a humanized flow, so I can't really <clears throat> sequence computerized beat, you know. Um when we're playing with some of with with just a few of us and we don't have our we don't have our amazing drummer Nick playing with us, then then I we can get more into sequence uh you know beats and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know what, Shane, just yeah. bouncing off what, what Brian said, um, do you, I mean, I know you say you do stuff live, and I've seen a lot of your Facebook live videos. 
But my question to you, uh, Shane, is do you just do one take each time or do you kind of curate it and kind of go through it a little bit more? Um, it's, sorry, one take at each time, what do you mean? For, well, for your songs, is it just one take and it's done or do you go over it a few times and kind of rework it a little bit? Well, my, my productions, yes. you mean, or my live set? Well, oh, no, my production, uh, I spend a lot of time fine-tuning. Yeah, I spend, like, you know, proper hours involved with writing my, my produced tracks. But when I do live PA, it's all, like, improvised freestyle. Yeah. Oh, right on. Well, i just curious because uh, um, <clears throat> there, there have been a couple artists Mike and I have interviewed in the past uh, that for their songs, just in general, I mean, this guy is... Uh, this guy, one guy in particular, is an, is an old school underground electronic artist named Peter Klein, and uh, he um, always just just does one take, one take only because because the equipment he's using, he does use it intentionally, so he can't do two takes. It's just one take and it's done, or one take and then he's got to start all over again. Oh, cool. So it just just a curiosity to, as to how that kind of ties in with this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, like, um, when I'm improvising in, in our band situation, I'm just basically all playing it freestyle without any any uh, laid-out sequence for the most part. Um, and, and, I have, and I can't really layer things too much either, right, because there's so many of us playing right. that I just basically focus on one element at a time and, and I'll bounce back and forth between my different um, instruments. And, yeah. Right on. I'm ba I'm basically full tilt boogie almost the entire time, and then I, I take I take breaks when I need to like grab a drink or something and watch the band. But a couple quick anecdotes that might answer a lot of what we're talking about. Uh, one of my favorite things from the show that you were at there at uh, at seven six five was uh, we came off of the uh, stage after the first set, and a lady walked up to me. And she said, who are you guys? And I said, we're a prison tape philosophy. And she said, I live next door and I could feel the vibrations of nice. your guys' set. And I just knew I needed to come over and watch this. I didn't know. And I had no idea what it was. I just paid the ticket and came in. That's amazing. And um, one thing that I heard from her and other people during that night when we're on stage, there's times when, sure, it, it, it goes it goes off the rails. I mean, it's unavoidable. Right. Because we are, we are really in dangerous territory and, and going 100,000% the whole time. And we we will hear things that we know where we're crashing and somehow one of us finds something to, you know, we don't have a safety net per se, but somebody grabs a vine and swoops over and carries the rest of us back over across the crevice and we're all okay. And the interesting thing was people in the audience have told me that I love the way you guys end the one song and go into the next song, that like kind of breakdown thing you do and then you come back up. Like I could tell every song by that, and we we don't have any songs. We just play <laughs> from the time that we start to the time that we're told to stop, which is usually Nick says, "I'm tired. We have to stop now." And and so yeah, like we have our moments where if you want to be a perfectionist about was that good, bad, ugly, otherwise was that right? 
right. what the fuck key was that in, <laughs> which is a common thing that comes up. Um, it it's completely doesn't matter because like when you, well, even when I go back listening, I, I get lost in it. I don't hear it anymore. And the second time around, I hear what the audience heard. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, and, and there is real no good explanation other than the reason everybody said yes to this is because we all like working together and have had good experiences every time that we have. Right. And this has always been the manner in which we worked. And it's, and I do think that um, for the, the people like Brian and Ann and Nick and Brent that do a lot of session work, this is ultimate freedom and it does help their musicianship. It, it, it does bring new elements and techniques and ideas and thought patterns to what they do. Plus, they also get to let their hair down and have a blast and, and not care. They don't have to learn any charts. They don't have to pay any dues. They don't have to memorize anything. They don't even have to wear clothes if they don't want to. Just <laughs> be there with your instrument and get ready to, to kick ass for two hours. That's it. It's fun. I've heard it can get quite cold in Canada. I recommend wearing clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not been yet, but one day. Um, I, I was going to ask you about freedom. So that I, I feel like um, there's different lenses on this and different people have different opinions, but I feel like there's an element of freedom within um being able to play music but there's also i always think there's an element of you know responsibility or um it's probably the wrong way but there's, there's an element of purpose and and you know a lot of my music will have some sort of message that i want to say to people it's normally you know some rant about you know, people running the world badly um but, but there's you know whatever it is everyone has their own thing whether they're writing love songs or whatever um so when you're improvising do you care about that or think about that is there a statement that's that's in there or is it just the pure freedom like that big high that you get that's the important you know driving factor i think freedom um, is the statement right oh what an answer <laughs> <laughs> expand <laughs> well i mean i like i've always liked adding a lot of uh deep sentiments like um vocals and stuff like that into the music as well so yeah there's always a an element of uh, thoughtfulness for music. And, and one of the messages also is that, you know, like we're not answering to anybody. We're not, we're not, we, there's no record company. There's no money, no contract, no, you know, we're equally credited that we're the anti-band, we're, we're <laughs> the anti-system, we're the anti-everything. We're, we're, it, it it is like Brian said, absolute and total freedom, and and just fun, and and that's not something that you get to like make good things come out of. And people, everybody comes up and says they just had a blast. It was the time of their life. Like I've never had so many people say that was the time of my life. Like. It's like right now, the Nova Scotia thing, everybody says he would have given the shirt right off his back. Like every interview says that. And like at the show, so many people was like, that was like the best thing ever. Right. Well, what's that's, and you know what? We, we didn't follow anybody's rules or, or uh, the only expectation is it's gonna kick ass and you're gonna have a good time. And, and I'm more than happy to promise that. And then go up on stage and make sure it happens. 
You know what? And and that's what we, we respect about the band. And that's essentially the point of this show. There, there's no kind of rules, regulations. We just want to kind of get out there, get indie unsigned bands known and heard as much as possible. And but go unconventionally. That's why we review every song live. We do so many things different because we don't want to be a regular podcast, quote unquote, or regular radio station, quote unquote. We want to have specific set lists that are done uh, manually, not electronically. And I rip my hair a lot of times. Let me tell you to get them organized the way I want to hear them. But either way, I totally understand that and respect that. And that's what makes you guys so great is the fact that there is no uh, quote unquote conformity to the, to the organization of it. <laughs> and it's it's really anything goes too. I mean, like when I when I say, "Hey, Brian, you want to play something on this?" That is, he says yes, and then then he plays what he's going to play. And that, like, I've never said, I've I've nobody has ever asked anybody or given anybody any directions or or put demands. Like, I, I have I ever ask you to recut something or do something again or do it more like this that or the other thing no and uh it's it really is completely a democracy in a purest form when it comes to seven equal people right somebody has to like do some grunt work here and there and we all have our our individual jobs and uh you know and, but we're we're also self-contained. Like literally, we you know do our own recordings, our own videos, our own you know imagery, our website, right? Our our all of our uh, if we don't hand make our merch, it's made locally, right? And you know so it, and it's designed by us. So it is completely you know autonomous, cross-promotable, self-sufficient. Um, um, platform to promote our friends and and other and and alternative music, you know the 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 people that well, there's a lot of people that we can share a stage with that um, aren't getting good stages, right. and we're 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 you know helping spread the word that there's things outside the norm, and you know we're glad to do that. Well, Ray Ray pitching the universe for one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, I had a question. So you, you said it's, uh, I think you use the expression pure fun to, to a lot. Um, but I've been in bands for, uh, how old am I? 20 something years, 21 years maybe. Um, the first one wasn't very good, so maybe 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, it, it is great fun. That's what we did. It wasn't fun. But, I've always been really careful to be in bands with people I'm really good friends with because actually I've tried being in bands with people I don't know. And there are stressful moments. It's much harder if you don't, you know, you don't know how people are going to react to stuff. So, I, But the stressful bits are when you disagree over whether that riff should go there or there or when you play that gig and one person's there and you know, they threw up and left. Or, you know, it's, it's the kind of, oh, my God, we should... We should be doing this and we can't and there's all the and then there's kids and cats and dogs and all the kind of stuff that stops you doing things and recording all that you know it's those kind of stresses which are sort of stresses you have in everyday life and it's not really in the world but it kind of it's difficult for it to be a hundred percent fun all of the time because there is a reality there's a drive there's a you know, different opinions and the rest of it if you're getting together and 
yeah, kind of hitting it out on the fly and playing it from the soul. Do you ever experience any of that in this? Like, is there anything that stresses you out, like the T-shirt design or who's printing this, who's sending the CD? Is there anything or is it just literally... I sort of struggle to believe that it's pure fun, but I can also equally really believe it. <laughs> so I'm really curious about that. Well, there's tons, yeah, there's tons of uh, stress that comes with the preparation and, and readiness too, right? Yeah, there's, there's, I was, as you were saying all those elements, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like Valhalla, right? It's not this, it's not, but, but, it, but because the, what I like about that, and the flip side of that is it's those stresses and, and those emotions and those moments. And it's that argument about whether that should be, you know, whether there should be a breakdown there or not or whatever, you know, the stuff that I, argue about my band those actually what drive us and make us stronger and better anyway because it's makes it create it brings you together like a family right like it is it's it's one big mutual family exactly Mm. i think really the hardest thing is with seven people um is 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 hard to communicate because with seven people, you have seven different lifestyles. And, right. you know, some people are on the phone, some people are on the computers, you know, some people don't do this, they don't do that. Um, and, uh, you know, we've all got um, jobs and we all, you know, Brian's in two other bands, uh, Anne's in like five other bands, Nick's in like three bands. Uh, Brent is globetrotting, you know, just came back from Peter Gabriel's studio. Nice. You know, it, it's, uh, and the thing is, we're all, we all like each other and we're all friends, but, you know, we, it's not like we all hang out in Laurel Canyon together, you know, right. and play. We don't, we don't, some of us only see each other when we go play. Oh, wow. Like, you know, we're, you know, it, it all depends on what's going on. You know, it's like we all know each other um, mostly from the music scene. So it just depends on what's going down, whether, you know, there's times when you see each other like three times a week and there's times when you don't see each other for three months. Um, but, you know, I think most of the st- any stress that happens is just communication. You know, someone's like, wait, I didn't know about that. But the, the, the thing is, whenever some, that happens, I didn't see that. Well, that's what we said here. Oh, then, and then that's it. It's done. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Okay, I get it. Okay, done. And, you know, if anybody has any questions or concerns, we, you know, are uncomfortable with something, we, we, we just go, okay, that needs to change. Boom, done. It's because we don't want anything to get in the way. But there's things you can't help. I mean, everybody has emotions and needs and and expectations and feelings and and uh everybody wants to feel like you know they're being heard and they're being represented properly and it's hard to communicate those things sometimes but that's like the hardest thing that we ever have but like any kind of problems like that we have are resolved instantly you know yeah and i think that's the the, like strong bands always do resolve it's always Sad and, and bands up, and it's usually stuff like that. I mean, you know, we really argue over when everyone can get together for rehearsals, and there's only five of us, and when we can get together for gigs, and I dread to think we'd be like trying to do any of those things if there were six or seven, or <laughs> <
four. We're like, we're winning. There's eighty percent of the bounds here. Let's do this. Um, so yeah, I, I can I can imagine that there's those kind of things, but you know, that's why I really like the passive aggressive um, reply to message thing on WhatsApp. So if we go on WhatsApp, <laughs> and if someone goes, I didn't see that, you find the message and hit reply. And you go, there it is. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> my new favorite. <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is, you know, also you got to realize that, that the band, we age from 30 to 56. Um, and, you know, half of the band are, are professional musicians. Right. And so, you know, have been doing this for, I, I've been doing radio for 40 years and I've been doing, uh, I've been in the professional music business for 35 years. So been there, done that. <laughs> have no interest in doing this if there's any ego involved like this is my time to enjoy the fruits of my labor and do something that's mine rather than help everybody else on the planet do their thing right and so and and nobody in this band wants to do it if it's not fun that that's basically it was if it, it's not going to suck okay cool <laughs> i get to do what i want yep great Oh, I like all these people. Well, that's just a bonus. All right. Well, let's let's do this thing. Well, um, just back to the merch thing for a second. Uh, Shane, I know you did uh, betray the design, and you, do you guys have T-shirts ready? Do yeah, yeah, we most certainly do. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of shirts ready to go. Um, they'll be up on our website. Um, Kimmy, do you want to come in here and chat about the merch? <laughs> Kimmy's our on our zoom party tonight, on our zoom party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah we'll have some available on our zoom party yeah um, we'll be going on the presentate philosophy facebook page to begin with we're having a little zoom party the link's on there so you can go there but we'll have some shirts they're from jericho bamboo organic cotton so all canadian made yeah um, yeah and then uh yeah i'm gonna be dying some as well and yeah all i'll come here all canadian all great <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Well, thank you, Kimberly. Pop <laughs> one off. Thank you, Kim thank you, Kimberly's elbow. Kimberly's <laughs> elbow. Well, I can only see your elbow there. Yeah. Can't, I can't even really see this. It's just like a little. Thing you should put googly eyes up there. There we go. There's the key. Well, um, Stu, uh, do you have any more questions, there, buddy? Uh, well, just um, how did you come up with the name for the band and what's the sort of meaning behind the name of the band? <laughs> well, I had this idea for uh, a record. It was something I was going to do for my chainmail project. And uh, growing up, um, being I'm, I'm 53, uh, I come from the time of uh, prism tape, rainbow tape stickers on the back of, of cars. Nice. The bumper stickers, and they would, uh, you know, ask gas or grass, nobody rides for free, <laughs> and you know, all these, all these, you know, saying, not all who, not all those who wander are lost. Visualize world peas, you know, all those things. And uh, so I thought it'd be cool to take all of these classic bumper sticker sayings and make them song titles. And then put all those stickers on the back of the van, and that would be the back of your album cover. <laughs> very, very Cheech and Chong. And so the, uh, if you know what, if you know their records, you know oh, what I'm yeah. talking about. Oh yeah. But um, <laughs> so I thought, so I thought, if all of our song titles were these sayings off of 
uh, bumper stickers than its prism tape philosophy. So that would be the, the and so we have, what we have is we actually our set list our set list is all of these um, bumper sticker slogans and we put that down in front of us and anytime we jam or record or play we just kind of go that you know that sounded like god bless the freaks yeah you know what? you're right there you go boom and that's we we, when we pluck that out and and mix it to put out and it becomes a song because we put a frame around it and now you know it's a piece of art it that's where they get the names and so we do you know there is um, messages in our titles, if you want to really pay attention, because we do pick our uh, bumper sticker slogans that become our song titles. And so we, we say more without having any lyrics than by writing, you know, big poetry and trying to convince people of things. <laughs> well, we usually chop up some B vocals too, out of in there. Nice. Right on. Well, um, guys, uh, uh, now if you if you uh, we're we're just about out of time. So if you have any shadows you possibly might want to make, uh, please feel free and go ahead. No. Entire world. Shout out to everyone listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Where's the? um, You mentioned you got a Zoom thing. Where's the best place? Obviously. Everyone's at home, so they can they can sit online and buy your stuff and, and listen to your music. So where are the best places to uh, go find you? Uh, Prism Tape. Yeah, com, And then we also have a Prism Tape Philosophy Facebook page and Instagram and and Twitter. So and whatever whatever floats your boat. And Bandcamp. Oh yeah, and Bandcamp. Yeah, whatever kind of social media gets you off, man, we're there. <laughs> I didn't know you had actually. I thought, um, I don't think I could find you recently, so I'll have to relook at that. <laughs> we're, we're the only prism tape philosophy so far. So. <laughs> You'd think I'd get that right. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Well, anyways, um, I just, uh, hopefully we'll get to this at some point in-house, but uh, honestly, Thank you so much, Brian, Howie, and Shane, and uh, can we talk about the merch? We really do appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to do this in-house at one point in the near future. But thank you guys so much. It's been a great time, and we'd love to do this again soon. Hey, shout, shout out to our bandmates, uh, Kevin and Nick and Brent. So hopefully they're going to see this at some point. We miss you guys. Can't wait to play again. Indeed. Shane, Brian. Uh, Go ahead, um, I, I've got nothing. <laughs> he wants. To I just. I'm glad that we were able to have a chance to catch up a little bit here tonight. I miss uh, not being able to play with you guys tonight. It was. I was looking forward to it. So, but we'll be back in the world in the world again soon enough. Hope everybody's staying well and keeping safe. Um, yeah, much love to everyone. Right. All right. Well, guys, thank you so, so much. It's been a great time, and we definitely will hook up and do this again very, very soon. Anytime. Well, thanks Thanks so much, guys. We will have a great night. We'll talk to you very soon. Thank you. You too. You too. Cheers, guys. guys. Thank you.
All right, so I know I disconnected from everybody here, but don't worry, I will get uh, Mike and Stu back in just one second. So, Mr. Mike, get him going here, and then I'll get Mike as or Stu. Hi, Mike. Yo. All right, let's get Stu in the line. We're good. Do you want to call or, or you want me to call him? He should be being called as we speak. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Should be, well, should be nice there. That was great, wasn't it? That was really yeah, nice guy. That worked very well, and uh, yeah, I'm very pleased as to how well that worked. Literally having six people on Skype that uh, that worked very nicely. Yeah, man, that was cool. I was I was definitely expecting it to fall over because it normally falls over when there's just two of us. Yeah, <laughs> so that was pretty good. Um, yeah, it's great. It was really good, and they were really interesting. It's fascinating talking about improvisation and you know that whole you know just trying to get into that without hearing it and seeing it live is really interesting but i think they described it really really well well absolutely um sorry mike did you call Stu or uh yeah i did i did Stu, you there buddy let's make sure nope. he's not hang on i'm trying to add him again i, I got my right now i'm calling him right now i might take care of Sorry, guys. <laughs> Calling. Normal service will be resumed yeah, soon. Right. That's the only thing. Skype does kind of destroy things at the end of calls, doesn't it? That's a bit. Oh, it's okay. Well, um, at least we'll get back. But uh, man, we have um, so uh, again a great big thank you to Prisoner Philosophy. Uh, a quarter of them, like a fraction of them. So uh, Brian Blejeron, Howie Zowie, and Shane Wilcox, and we got Stu back. So what has happened, Stu? Well, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm, just, uh, I'm on my phone at the minute, so I'm just trying to get back on with the computer. Okay, so, no problem. All right. Is it not? It's not having a good time. No, technology is not my friend tonight. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you well, go. I was just saying that it was, you know, it's amazing that we had six people on and nothing went wrong. But yeah, obviously, you know, went well, slightly. Okay. Well, this, this is this is minor. We still got two online, so we're good. So that went very well. So again, a big thank you to all, well the quarter slash fraction of Presentate Philosophy, Howie Zoe, Shane Wilcox, and Brian Blejeron. We really very much appreciate it. And since I'm local, I will be picking up some shirts and. Uh, when things ease off, I will get one for the both of you and send that down to you guys as well, along with a few other things. But we'll, we'll get that. Uh, we'll get that once uh, things kind of settle down. Oh, um, speaking of which, um, your uh, needle bed package, Mike, if it's not there, it after lockdown should be out because uh, um, Odell put off obviously for obvious reasons, right? And of course, they have a brand new baby who was adorable, by the way. But um, yeah. so they want to go out. That's fair enough. So. Another, it's a month, month and a half, you'll have it, but that's pretty cool because you have the, the, the T-shirt and the past singles and stuff, so. Awesome. No, that's and, cool, man. I, I can wait. I'll happily wait for that. It's yeah, same here because I'm, I'm waiting for mine too as well, right? Yeah, definitely. No, it's going to be very cool. So, uh, Stu, if you're ready, we're going to get right into the music. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to have to drop off this call and come back on the computer. Okay, So no I'm going to drop off in seconds. And try and see if I can get technology to work. So I'll be back in a minute. Yeah, for sure. No problem. Cool. Well, should we start the track? Yeah. So this is a band called Dear Monday. The song is called <laughs> Shadows. Dig this. It's not safe where I go with this dream cold.
talking earlier because we have two songs tonight one's called shadows by dear money one's called shadow which is uh a skyline tigers uh doing a collab with a, an australian uh, singer songwriter uh, called from sands which we get to later on for part two but both very good tunes but literally completely different in genre so either way this was an awesome tune i really enjoy this one uh kind of kind of pop punk but the same thing too is it had a good spin to it so it wasn't um what I would call over the, over the board cheesy, if you know what I mean. But it was a great tune, loved it. Yeah, Dear Monday are a great band, uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, I played there. Well, one of the, they've actually sent me an unreleased track, which I think is just about or just nice. been released uh, with Plain Sight, which is the one just uh, one before this one. Okay. Uh, and they uh, they're absolutely outstanding. Uh, I love their sound. They just uh, it just really really works uh, from the moment that it kicks off. It's, uh, you know it's a great tune, and uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Dear Monday, um, and they haven't done a Duff track yet, so yeah, big up the beer, the, uh, the Dear Mondays. The Beer Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> beer Monday's always good as, as good as the Dear Monday. <laughs> big that up. I messaged, uh, I've, got, I've got a mate, um, like he, me and him do the football coaching when, when life is normal for the, for the under eights, or eights and under, and um, he works in... Uh, I will talk about the song in a minute, I promise. But he works in this, he manages this massive um, distribution warehouse for a major supermarket or a logistics company that works for a major supermarket. And uh, a few weeks ago, obviously, he was saying it's just mental. Like, the, you know, they cannot keep up with the amount of toilet roll that people are buying. Um, and there's loads of it there, but it's that they can't get it out and onto enough trucks to get it to enough shops <laughs> and to get it to fill up. So I texted him yesterday and was just like, oh, how's it going? You know, and he sorted out the toilet paper crisis. And he went, yeah, it's the alcohol now. <laughs> 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 a 
basically everyone's like, well, we're going to be here for a while. We'll get wanking all the time, shall we? <laughs> so he's like constantly shipping these things out. Um, <clears throat> anyway, sorry, that was uh, just because you said Dear Monday. That was um, fabulous. Dear Monday is brilliant. I actually thought it was Dear as in D-E-E-R. I don't know why I thought that, um, <laughs> but it's not. That's a, that's a completely different type of Dear. Well, as um, in Bambi. As in what? As in Bambi. As in Bambi, exactly, exactly. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that's, uh, but it's not. It's dear, as in hello. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's a very long way of saying that's a great track. Um, it's got fantastic uh, rhythm, and I don't know how he described that, where it's kind of like that pumped up indie with a gravelly vocal, and it's just got all that space and reverb and stuff um, in the in the instrumentation. It's really really nice. It's really well put together. Uh, great tune, cool band. Nothing to do with beers or uh, deers. Well, I know it's just like I was just thinking about like uh, uh, when uh, the Simpsons go to Australia. Can I get a coffee? Beer? No, no, coffee. Beer? Yeah. <laughs> Not getting the fact right. So, um, our our next track is by a band we interviewed their week, a band called Grace and Danger, which is awesome. We had a great time with them. Uh, songs called the Gunman, and the one thing I didn't realize is the is uh, uh, when uh, they, they commented about it on on Facebook, they said, "Well, it's an unreleased track." So, hey, hey, hey we have an unreleased track. So here we go with hey. Grace in Danger and the Gunman. Take this.
Danger, the gunman, and as they put it on Facebook with a cheeky, unreleased song, which they asked me to play, of course, I'm not going to say no, but so, um, uh, we had a fun interview, but a great tune, and that was essentially, in some cases, like a jam, too, like, very cool, like, love the keys, and it just, a lot of good, kind of up and down, like, really kind of blues influence, and, uh, yeah, these guys are great, and they were a lot of fun, we didn't kind of get the Facebook interview we wanted, because for whatever reason, it changed instantly. But either way, they put up uh, one that they were talking to us. And fortunately, we can't do the same thing just because we're all plugged in. And for better sound quality, the microphone and headphones are necessary. But we still get a good show nonetheless. But what a great tune. And uh, Rory and Aiden, man, though, those guys were so much fun. And uh, great musicians. Uh, great band. Kick-ass track. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, I listened to the album again today, uh, and it's, it's, it is a fantastic album. It really is. And um, uh, it'd be great when they actually do release the album, which I think they're going to be looking to do it around. Well, they were going to do it on the 16th of May, but obviously with all this uh, this COVID jive going on, uh, I think they've been slightly delayed. Uh, so God knows when they're going to release it. But it is, a, it is quite an accomplished album, really. And you can see they've put a lot of hard work into it. Uh, and that track especially is, is, I would say it's one of the standout tracks because I think they're all pretty much standout tracks oh, yeah. on the album. So it's, um, it has that, that that bluesy feel to it with a, with a gentle hint of rock that you just really can't go wrong with, to be honest. Uh, and they're from Eastbourne, which, you know, even just makes them even better in five books. I'm concerned in my book. So, uh, you know, good old place danger. Oh, man. They are brilliant. They were so much fun to talk to last week. Really, really enjoyed that um, interview as well. We've been, been lucky with the interviews recently. All, Speaking know. of which, man, yeah. go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, it's, I was going to say it's a work of art. That tune. It's got all the all the beautiful build-ups and the lead work and the piano at the end, just rounding it off, is absolutely gorgeous. But yeah, it feels like a, a piece of art. Um, you know. You have a piece of art, yeah. It's a work of art. It's, it's, yeah. It's, right. <laughs> well, um, sorry. Um, what I was going to say is, we have some interesting interviews coming up the next few weeks. We have, uh, we're going to have um, Hunt Us, which can be awesome, and yeah, their new great. song, which not next one, but the song after. There's new song Raw Fires out now, and there's a video that's been made for it, so it's uh, you can see it on YouTube. And uh, I still haven't shared it on all our socials, but I will do it. So you guys check it out. I will post it in a few minutes here on Twitter. But we'll be interviewing them as well as the best one. And it's going to be so much fun. I mean, Honda's going to be awesome. But the one I've been waiting for is uh, we're going to be uh, 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 interviewing Operation Neptune Spear. Oh, yeah. We should ask him what his favorite food is. <laughs> so I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of kind of putting these ideas in my head of what the interview is going to be like, just because, I mean, he's somewhat low-key, which is fine, right? So what are we going to get? Are we going to get, like, an Operation Neptune Spear, like, band, like, vocal the entire time, like, talk like this? Or are we going to hear regular? Or is it going to be, like, a, like a voice uh, alter? Uh, so I'm looking forward to that just to see what – I'm not sure what quite to expect, but it's going to be a good time nonetheless. So we have that. And – oh, 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 and, 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 and. Oh, this is awesome too. Matthew Zuxby from Without Andrew sends a brand-new tune, and it's released on the 18th. So what we're going to do is on the 18th, Matthew's going to join us. To, to release the brand new single by Without Andrew. So he'll be on for that. So 
Yeah, later the next few weeks, we're going to have Operation Nathan Spear, Hunt Us, and Matthew Zuckby from Without Andrews. So it's going to be a, a kick-ass next few weeks just in general. So we're going to have a lot of fun here. So without further ado, we're going to get to our next song here. This is a brand new song by Keith. Uh, this is Mike Juvenile, part of the Juveniles, and this is a side project. This is a band called Keith, and the song's called Satellite. Dig this.
satellite and we're keeping uh, keep keeping <laughs> keeping the trip out <laughs> times rolling here um that was a great tune man I, I i don't know where to start with this one because i mean this is this was so great all the way through um the, the bridge was amazing and just the constant kind of flow of like little it seems like little kind of um teeny tiny souls here and there and the fact that just off air we we're ironically talking about video games because of what Stu posted from the Guaco project and it was funny because the last tail off the last like three or four seconds of this song ironically enough kind of sound like the end of a Super Mario Bros. from Super Nintendo <laughs> so I just, I just I just I know it's I know it's a, a, a really kind of ridiculous kind of correlation there but that's what kind of sounded to me because I, I dug out dug up um my old uh, Super Nintendo pulled out this week because I've been on vacation for the week. So I was sitting in my garage and playing on my old big screen and playing out there. And Am joined me one night, of course, playing Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat and just having a great time. But anyway, that was a great tune. And he messaged me on Instagram and it's like a new tune. I was like, oh man, send over, please. Like, and, you know, no disappointment whatsoever. That was a great tune. That was Keith and Satellite. Yeah, it was all built, um, it was a bit trippy, a bit ethereal, a bit ambient, a bit rocky, uh, kind of had a little mix of everything, and it all kind of yeah, just was all sucked in together and came out as something quite quite unique and uh, yeah, quite enjoyable. It's um, uh, It was very um, sort of quite relaxing, quite chilled, but kind of yeah, had that, that flow about it, and that sort of yeah, had a little bit of a bounce in there as well, which was nice, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a, a good way to spend a couple of minutes of my life. <laughs> well, oh, well thank, thank you for taking the time Stu <laughs> it was it was a great tune it was kind of uh, reminded me of the Verve that's what it reminded me of nice um, and I uh, I bought Urban Hymns again recently on CD uh, because I saw it cheap on eBay <laughs> and then I went to put it away in my CD collection and I was looking for because uh, I don't bother with you know the word the so I was looking for V for Verve and the only album I had under V uh, already was Urban Hymns by the Verve. And I thought, oh, you dick. I've <laughs> 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 rebought an old album on a format that's, you know, basically defunct um, that I already own. So I was like, oh, great. Idiot. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, that was a slight tangent to, uh, to, to, to say that it sounded a bit like the Verve um, and they're a brilliant band. So good I bought their CD twice. Um, but yeah, it's a great tune. It's absolutely fantastic, actually. Right on. Well, next up, man, uh, this band is very cool, and we'll be interviewing in, I believe, about two weeks. I think it's in May 8th, I believe it was. So it's a band called Hunt Us. This is their brand new single, Raw Fire. There's a video for it, which I'm actually in the midst of tweeting and, and posting out right now before I post for the song. But here we go with Hunt Us and Raw Fire. And just a big shout out to them as well, because they've been such huge support of the show and very, very grateful and very, very helpful with our Instagram post. So, guys, thank you so, so much. We very much appreciate it. You guys are awesome. So, here we go with Hunt Us and Raw Fire. Dig this.
right on Hantos and Raw Fire, and I just posted a link for the video, and the video is pretty cool. So I posted a link on Twitter. I'll be posting on Facebook, Instagram, and Snap a Chat, and you know what to your hat. But uh, that was a great song, and no, it's a, probably the second or third time we've heard it. But what a tune! And uh, this time around, it, it, it reminds me more of what I'm thinking of. Actually, the little kind of end part reminds me of uh, a perfect circle. And the reason, the reason why I'm saying that is because they they do uh, a cover of a Joni Mitchell song on their on their acoustic uh, album, and um, it's the uh, uh, the the, the the oh, what's in that song? It's a uh, fid, uh, the fiddler and the drum, or drum, drum the fiddle. Anyways, it it, it just the 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 um. I'm just trying to think the best way to put this. Like the the guitar to it and the vocals are just amazing, and they just it it's it just sounds so tripped out, but so kind of like rock almost kind of prog rock a little bit as well. I mean, it's a great tune. I mean, they really do a fantastic job and I can't wait to interview them and ask them about the song because I'm really curious about quite a few things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so I was about to jump in there out of habit, but it's Stu's turn next, isn't it? And then I go last. Apparently, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I am back. I've only part finished making my scones uh, with clotted cream. Uh, so I come back to come and talk about the track. Uh, and it was a beautiful track. It's very psychedelic. It's almost got like a, almost a spoken word, but but sung, which I thought was very, uh, very cleverly done, uh, very unique. Uh, and it really kind of, um, it was yeah, very, very trippy, but just beautifully done and just beautifully arranged. And it, again, it was uh, a fantastic way to spend a couple of minutes making scones and coffee cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you about that in a minute. But uh, so, <laughs> These guys are amazing, like absolutely amazing. Uh, one thing I'll just say to, to kick off is it genuinely now, so a few weeks ago, I sort of half jokingly and half seriously said on the show, <coughs> you know, because there was, I saw so many people that had BBC introducing artists in their profile. I was like, yeah, you and everyone else. And I jokingly said, oh, everyone should put NMS artists in their profile. And loads of people did. Nice. And so it genuinely warms my heart to see that. Uh, That's I'm just awesome. Yeah, and Hunters are one of them, which is what made me go, oh, yeah, that's so cool. We should start pushing for that. Um, but I love that. It's, it's such Thank a cool you thing. so much. That's amazing. And it isn't, isn't it just like, oh. Yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> Greatly um, appreciate it, absolutely, for sure. Because, guys, we wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for, for all you listeners. We, we love promoting this music. And the fact that we give all this good feedback, we love it. Please, like, let us know. I mean, there's many different music you can, you can leave us a message on. Or or you can go to Anchor and there's a voice message. We'll be more than willing to play on the show as well. So keep that in mind. But, yeah, guys, you guys are awesome. We have 1,021 likes for our fan, for our fan page, which is amazing. And we, we can't thank you guys enough. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Pretty lush. Um, but, yeah, so that's one thing I love about them. The other thing I love about them is the sort of – what I've just described as a Sandy Denny style backing vocal. Um, but it's also, uh, it's also slightly like the beginning of uh, some of those Viking programs where you've got that, just, I don't know how to describe that, but that wavy, wavy distant backing vocal is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Stu and I put a band on called, um, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> put a band on <laughs> Yeah, they had a bit of that going on the coral. They were called. It's really going to annoy me. I'll look it up later. Um, and before we move on to the next song, 
Um, just so the world can hear it, Stuart, which order are you putting the cream and the jam on the um, scone or scone? Uh, on the scone, I'll be putting uh, butter first, but it's actually olive spread because uh, I prefer olive spread, then the jam, then the clotted cream. Okay, which is apparently the Cornish tradition. Well, in, in, Devon, <laughs> in Devon, it all goes down the same, doesn't it? If you turn it upside down, it's the other way. Um, but the uh, in Devon, apparently, they put the cream on first and then the jam. I'm not sure how it would work. <laughs> like, how would you spread something into cream? Surely you'd spread the jam and then dollop the cream on, wouldn't you? Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to say what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but. I do it the way I've always done it that way, and I'm not going to change it for anyone. That's it. And I'm sure it all tastes the same anyway, and it's all going to go down my gut at the same rate of pace <laughs> as if it was uh, one way or the other. So I think your way's right. I'm just trying to figure out how on earth you would do it the other way. It doesn't. I don't sure. know. It's not. It'd be a mess. It would look disgusting. It would. I've just offended the whole of Devon, but I'm sorry. You're scone, scone. Well, I nearly just offended the whole of Devon, but I refrained, so. <laughs> God damn it, I walked into that bear trap. <laughs> right, what's next? Right on. Well, we have one more song for part one, and then we'll take a short break, and we're going to plow through uh, part two with about 17 songs. But this next song up, the final song for part one, uh, this was sent to us, courtesy of Detective Fiction. And this is their guitarist, uh, Benjamin James Hewitt. He's on Twitter as. And this is his solo stuff. This one's called Pay the Piper. Dig this.
Right on. Benjamin James Hewitt, the guitarist for uh, Detective Fiction, and that was called Pay the Piper. And that was pretty cool, man. Like, I really enjoyed it. It was um, <clears throat> kind of folk, kind of pop slash punk rock, uh, punk rock, and then the, the, the last little bit of fiddle there was, that was pretty badass too, man. Like, I really enjoyed that. So, a uh, big thank you to the guys uh, for sending it out to us, and that's awesome. Sorry, I'm just trying to finish your mouth with a uh, strong, strong and jam with clotted cream. Oh my god, it's delicious. That was really good, that track. Obviously, not as good as strong jammed with clotted cream, but it was a damn good song. It's very uh, sort of like, a, uh, like a, a folk punk with a hint of sort of a, a country bluesy feel uh, when the violin as well kicks in, that really kind of gives it that, that bluesy touch to it. Um, Works really well. The vocals were good. Uh, kind of really worked well with, within the track. Uh, the, the key was was it was a good good key, and uh, yeah, I really quite enjoyed it. Um, but I did actually enjoy the scones and clotted cream more, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair. I mean, you know, at least you spread it the right way, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Good. Um, I absolutely love that. I was I was going to uh, crack on about the, the fiddle. Brilliant. It's such a beautiful tone to it. And it's recorded. You know, it just sounds really good. Um, I was going to go on about that. And then uh, just as I was typing that, uh, they started playing that guitar solo. I was like, well, fuck the fiddle. This is brilliant. Guitar solo. I was like, rocks. Um, yeah, it's a very cool tune. It reminds me um, my joint two favourite bands that are inseparable and I can't choose between them are The Levelers and Led Zeppelin. And not just because they both begin with right. L, because uh, uh-huh. why would that be a thing? Um, and it's got a bit of both, because it's got the fiddle for The Levelers and it's got this fantastic cool. uh, Jimmy Page-esque, rolling, uh, chromatic in places, bluesy guitar solo. I'm like, all right, I'm a bit of that. So yeah. <laughs> stomping cracker i enjoyed that a lot well just before we close off part one here let's hashtag fuck the fiddle for some reason and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> just, just 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 because we'll find it working into right but either way um so that's it for part one so again a big thank you to prismic philosophy for joining us tonight so howie zowie uh ben blizzron sorry um brian blizzron and Shane Wilcox, and that was a great time with some great tunes. We'll be back for part two in about five, ten minutes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Stu Eastbourne and Clack will be stepping off uh, after the show for part one. But a big thank you again to him for. Uh, well, I can join you for 20 minutes if you want. Woohoo! Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure, well, absolutely. So, okay, we're, then we're going to take a quick, uh, say about 10 minutes ish break, just so to kind of regroup here. But uh, we'll be back in about 10 minutes. We're going to let uh, Krieger here take us out. Memory banks of the supercomputer. Woo! Shrinky-ding that! Krieger out! 
Right now at the Halifax, wherever we're working from, we're all working together to be there for you. So our customers can apply for a payment holiday on mortgages, loans or credit cards. And because we want you to stay home and stay safe. We've created step-by-step guides to help you set up online and mobile banking. Which is safer and easier than you may think. But for those that really need to see us in person, we're keeping as many branches open as possible. So however you need us at the Halifax, we're here to help. Terms and conditions apply. For more information, go to halifax.co.uk. Right now at the Halifax, wherever we're working from, we're all working together to be there for you. So our customers can apply for a payment holiday on mortgages, loans or credit cards. And because we want you to stay home and stay safe. We've created step-by-step guides to help you set up online and mobile banking. Which is safer and easier than you may think. But for those that really need to see us in person, we're keeping as many branches open as possible. So however you need us at the Halifax, we're here to help. Terms and conditions apply. For more information, go to halifax.co.uk.